Welcome, 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 my mishpoche. Shabbat shalom, good Shabbos. Thank God it's the weekend. I hope your week has been fantastic. I truly do. And you know what? If it isn't fantastic, I hope that you have a growth mindset and you can reframe it. I wonder how you cope. I really do hope. I wonder how you cope. And I hope you cope well. People, I hate long intros. I know you do too when you listen to other podcasts. Let's jump into this final section of the book summary. We're finishing it up today. Easy. What is up, my mishpoche? Let's get this. Okay, it is time to rock for chapter 10. We're kind of coming to the final stretch, I think, of the book. Hopefully in this podcast, we just wrap this puppy up and you can say you've summarized Beyond Intelligence by a couple of Toronto U of T PhD professors. Let's get in. It starts off with, it's not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the ones most responsive to change, said infamous Charles Darwin. Again, not the strongest that survive or the most intelligent, the ones who are responsive to change. So the title of this chapter is Raising Children to Thrive. And you can already kind of see like that says it all. We have to be responsive and pivot. That's everything in life. Nothing stays the same. So that gives me a lot of hope because I am not analytically intelligent, but I know that I can pivot and adapt. And that is really refreshing. And hopefully you're listening to this same thing. And if you're listening to this and you are very analytically intelligent, you crush academics, hey, that's a win-win for you. Get really good at pivoting. Get really good at adapting. They mentioned that a lot of this is best for kids when parents are available and responsive, but not controlling. Remember that. So you're wondering, how are you not controlling? How, how do you tell a kid not to smoke weed when they're young, not to do this and that without sounding controlling? No, no, no. It's about guiding them, holding their hand with questions, saying, why? Why do you want to do that? Oh, interesting. Uh, what are the pros and cons to that? And you start getting them to list pros and cons. You start getting them to do their due diligence instead of you controlling them. And no one wants to live life on someone else's agenda. Remember that. The most motivating thing is your own authentic voice. This is by a guy on TikTok, this one therapist I love listening to. And it's so true. Even adults want to hear their own authentic voice. We do not want to live life on someone else's agenda. We do not want someone to tell us how to live because then a decade goes by and we go, oh, I didn't do this for me. I'm still unfulfilled. Why is that? So it's important that we get people to think for themselves and you can guide them through that. And let's reflect this back. You can guide yourself on how to think for yourself. Because remember, you also can sometimes live life on on media's agenda. Even though you've told yourself, I want to do this. Think about it. Where are you getting that from? Is it the media telling you to do something? Is it someone else? And then you can go, oh, okay, why? What are the pros and cons of? And you can guide yourself through that authentic voice instead of just hearing someone else's. And they have some literature to back this up, but kids who are encouraged and guided from caregivers, they have better coping mechanisms, apparently. Also, remember, there are a few quick jot notes here. Teach kids to recognize that change and challenge is beneficial. Boom. And then you need to remember that. I want you to remember that change and challenge is beneficial because adults sometimes forget that. It is good to challenge and change yourself. Teach kids to welcome adversity because there is a positive ripple effect that occurs when you hit adversity. Help them create capacity for friendships, fun, and relaxation. Boom. Teach them to process an experience before reacting to it. Oh my God. Adults need to know this process things before reacting to it be the observer before you just react wow that's so important so there's a thing there's seven things that are crucial to building one's potential apparently Uh, i'll fly through them but the last one in my opinion is the best 
So pay attention to your child. Nurture their abilities. Cultivate the growth mindset. Find an educational match so they're in flow. Foster EQ and SQ. Teach collaboration. And this is the best one. Recognize what's central to one's well-being. So go back and play that again, by all means, because maybe for you, it's another one's more important. And I'm just saying, the reason I said for you is because we got to keep reflecting. This is a book about how to be a better human, not a kid. And that is awesome. If you want to reach your potential, read all of those again, please. Anyways, we're going to move on here. It says here, be aware, supportive, and flexible. However, my opinion was flexibility could get a little messy. Sometimes people do need a preset amount of choice. The final sentences discussing the importance of, you know, pivoting is said by Stephen Hawking in this chapter. I said Stephen Hawking. (laughs) Imagine his name was Stephen Hawking. Anyway, he says intelligence is the ability to adapt and change. Good old Stephen Hawking finishing the chapter the way it should. And uh, pretty much there's like a bonus chapter here and this will be it. It starts out by saying, Each friend represents a world in us, a world possibly not born until they arrived. And it's only by meeting that person that a new world is born. That's a quote by Anais Nin. She's a diarist, essayist, novelist, poet, French, Cuban, American woman. Isn't that a beautiful quote though? Anyways, the most popular child at summer camp, according to this person, may be ignored by kids at school or vice versa. That's, that is really interesting. Just never forget that. Environment's everything. The kid could be ignored at summer camp, but they're cool at school and vice versa. Now, this sounds cringe, but I guess it could work. Uh, parents, you can actually practice role-playing with a kid. Greeting initiations, how to respond in cer- certain social settings with their child. We forget that this stuff isn't necessarily natural, you know? Like, think of the autism spectrum. Like, it, you can, it is taught for a lot of people, and even if it's subconsciously taught. So... And you're thinking like a 12-year-old role-play. No, no, no. It's If you have like a three-year-old and you can just, you know, pretend like you're at the grocery store. I don't know. You can role-play with them a little bit and teach them how to be social. And isn't it funny? Even something like that we can reflect on as adults. Of course, we're not going to learn social settings necessarily. But there are things. People get anxious about how to perform at a date and how to go to the bar. And you can visualize. You, you can somewhat role play and visualize in your head. Like visualization is something pro athletes all do. Go visualize if you're nervous about something. Like I always unintentionally visualize sessions before I go do them. Like for my clients because I'm a personal trainer. I don't know about you guys, but like, yeah, visualization is awesome. Like I, I catch myself, you know, an hour before the session or if I'm driving to the gym, I'll like think about the session, what I'm going to be doing. And it just helps me. It's not intentional. It just happens out of anxiety. I kind of do it for everything now thinking about it. (laughs) The book here says that you have to push your child sometimes to invite kids over. Just like you have to push yourself sometimes to invite people over and do stuff. You have to parent yourself. Teach them to be a good winner or loser. You got to teach yourself to be a good winner or loser. There's a guy, his name's Jim Higley. He says parents need to take a few minutes before responding to a child's problem. They should stick to the 30 second rule. No lecture should be longer than 30 seconds because kids hate being lectured to. This is actually, I remember reading this and I've applied this now, like with my strength and conditioning, unless it's something that I can get a conversation going and they can intervene. If it's just straight lecturing saying like, this is why we have to do this. This is why we have to do that under 30 seconds, especially because I train a lot of youth. This 30 second rule really helped because kids do start to just tune out after 30 seconds. And remember, everyone has an inner child. Everyone. 
I mean, everyone has an inner child. So stick to that 30 second rule. If you're talking to someone who's a stranger or, or, or just, it's very context dependent, but I'm just saying, be mindful of that. Like not even adults are going to start to tune out after a little while. So if anything, pose a question after the 30 second mark and then continue. David Suzuki, the goat, London, Ontario native, hits the mark when he says an educational system isn't worth a great deal if it teaches young people how to make a living, but doesn't teach them how to make a life. That is poetic, isn't it? Wow. (laughs) I'll say that again. The educational system isn't worth a lot if it teaches young people how to make a living, but doesn't teach them how to make a life. Because there's more to life than just the, the capitalism people. You got to find out what you want to do with the money. That's the key. Money is just paper. It's what it represents is important. And the last tip in this entire book was apparently multitasking is the best way to not connect with your child or pick up on their feelings. So if your goal is to not connect with someone, and remember this, remember you can flip, take the word child out and put adult. If you don't want to connect with yourself or another adult, or pick up on your own feelings or someone else's feelings, multitask, and you will not do that. <laughs> uh, which is funny because I'm horrible. I multitask all the time, but which is yeah, that's why I need to meditate every day. I do it every day, and I need to. And I exercise every day, which keeps me present. Anyways, people, that's actually that's a better tip than I thought it'd be. Uh, that's a great way to end the book. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, we have 10 minutes left, so I'm just going to jump into some other stuff. And I did write a little paragraph here, some of my random thoughts I had at the end of the book here. So why not jump in? After reading this, I started thinking that we base our anger and emotions on expectations. And I thought about entitlement. You know, what do people feel entitled to? Do they feel entitled to things? Is this why people get upset? Like, do you feel entitled to your bed? The bed you're going to sleep on tonight. You expect that you'll have a bed to sleep on. If you did not have a bed to sleep on, you would probably be upset, wouldn't you? Because you feel entitled to that bed and you expect to have one waiting. This is just a metaphor for the expectations throughout our whole life. Like our whole perception of life is based on expectations and entitlements. Well, Jay Shetty and a couple other folks have in four agreements and other stuff. They say how we are entitled to absolutely nothing. We should expect absolutely nothing. And I'll, trust me, I'll expand on this because I know what you're thinking. Zev, what, you're telling me not to set any goals and I should just expect nothing and set low goals so I'm not disappointed? Wrong. Hear me out. When we were born, we had nothing. Okay? We've been, we've only been given things. We are literally hitting positive ROI every day that we wake up. We are borrowing everything. Never forget that. That's what Jay Shetty says and Eckhart Tolle says. We are borrowing everything. Therefore, when you lose stuff or you don't get things, it's we're breaking even. It's like going, it's like finding a hundred bucks on the ground. You go into the casino and you lose a hundred bucks. You never, that wasn't your hundred dollars. Our life is not our life. It is not our life. You have to strip that identity. You have to get rid of that. And this is why I had this thought. It was, you know, same with like someone who they want to be a millionaire one day. If you don't become a millionaire, you can't be upset because you were never a millionaire in the first place. And why is that an expectation? Did you feel entitled to that? That like, oh, I'm entitled to it because if I work hard, I deserve it. We don't deserve anything. 
And some of this will make more sense when I get to the Power Now book because that is just one of the best books I've ever read and that, that's coming. But we don't deserve anything because the second we start to say, I deserve, we're starting to identify and we're not present anymore. That's, that is now the controlled, unconscious vessel that's just, we're, we're, we're like a, controlled by a parasite. That parasite is of the environment and other borrowed things. That's not actually us. These are borrowed things telling us we deserve this. We are the awareness of that thought and what we do have and will always have is our presence, our true essence, our true being, our true consciousness, whatever you want to title it, um, beyond, behind that title, behind that sign is the truth that's there, has never been born, has never died, is, it's always there, that's peace. And when you have that peace, because you've stripped these titles, these labels of deserving, entitled, expectation, when you've stripped all of that, because it's just been handed to you, it's borrowed, like the $100 you found on the ground was never yours. Now you realize, oh, that awareness, that's never going, it's never going to come. Like it never has been born. It's never has died. It's always, and that is peace because there is no such thing as a story. We haven't even created a story for our awareness because it doesn't exist. Now, so before I, so this sounds very grim and eerie and just sad, but listen, if let's say someone strives, so let, let's take away all that. Let's just talk for fun here. Let's use definitions, labels, and beliefs for fun. Let's have a fun conversation so we all understand each other. So a person can be des deserving and still not get something. You you are deserving of of so much. So even though I said you aren't, you don't deserve anything because that's just a label, and that like we need to strip that thought. By all means, you deserve to be aware that peace. So if you truly love the journey, it's okay if you don't get something because the journey was fun in itself. So take all that with a grain of salt. It's, it's just me spitballing. This is philosophy. It's not fact. You know, and the next time you fall short with whatever your goals are, don't think that you didn't deserve that because again, we don't deserve anything. So like it's, it's not, and I'm going to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but it's not that you didn't deserve it. just because you fell short doesn't automatically, because remember everything we get, it doesn't mean we deserved it. We just borrowed, right? We didn't deserve it. We were just borrowing. It was just given to us. Even the things we work for, those were just given to us like because the, the thoughts, the catalyst to get us there was given to us. So don't worry, you're not, you're not undeserving, okay? Uh, it's two separate things. When you fall short, heck, you, you're still rock. You absolutely still rock. Someone taught you that it was not a good thing to fall short. Someone taught you that to not reach that goal was going to make your life shittier. Like These are all taught things. And you, you can unlearn that or you can just observe it and go, oh, that's not me. That was my environment. That was other factors, blah, 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 blah. That's what, and power now is helping me strip all of these identities and self-talk. My self, my ego has died. It's now remember Jay Shetty makes a great point. When the ego dies, it resurrects. So when the ego dies, a new baby ego, he doesn't say this, this is me paraphrasing, but a baby ego is born. And just like you have to teach a baby how to speak, you get to teach this new ego, this new self-talk how to speak again. And one day that will die and it'll ne it never ends. To conclude that thought, we really have to just accept. Acceptance is peace. Acceptance is a growth mindset. 
if you're in traffic and you accept that you cannot get out of traffic, that's a growth mindset because now you know you have control in making traffic enjoyable. I can put a podcast on. I can call a friend instead of, I wish I was out of traffic. I wish I could do No, no, no. You aren't. That is a, a, a fixed mindset that you're saying, this is how it is. I cannot do anything about it. No, no, no. Growth mindset is I can do something about this situation. And when you hear everything I just said, when you go, oh shit, okay, I guess I'm going to stop striving for stuff. No, how you perceive the fixed situation is the growth mindset. And you can say, how can I fill in the blank? Or can I, I can fill in the blank. That's growth mindset. And you always have the choice to say, I can, no matter what you've learned, no matter what situation. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed that book summary of Beyond Intelligence, How to Raise Productive and Intelligent Children. We're going to jump into some podcast summaries next, some TikTok wisdom, which I know you guys absolutely cavell about because TikTok is full of the chokhmah. And we'll see if we get to some other stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of random stuff coming next. Take care. Thanks for listening. Shalom Aleichem. Have a great weekend. Thank God it's Friday. Or as I say, thank God it's Shabbos. I get to kick back and relax. Everyone, I'm so grateful for this. Thanks for listening. And still crushing the languages. Au revoir. Shalom. Adios. See ya. I hope you guys enjoyed. Rate five stars on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. Review. And if you listen on Spotify, share this to people you love who also like to to self-develop. Take care. I really do wish you all the best. Shalom Aleichem.